Here's Miller and Condon. Ken Miller. Trent Condon. This is Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station. 106.3 KXNO. All right, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Miller and Condon. It's a Thursday, Des Moines Sports Station. 106.3 KXNO. It's Trent Condon and Ken Miller. We're here to talk sports with you for the next couple of hours. Appreciate you spending some of your uh, time here with us. BMW of Des Moines guest list shapes up like this. Busy hour number one slows down in hour number two. But we're going to talk to Dave Sproul, first of all. Big 12 making some news. Uh, so we'll talk to Dave Sproul about uh, perhaps uh, them taking the show on the road, enhancing the television product. There's another one that's on your marks to-do list. And then the Aiden Ralph knows, uh, news that broke yesterday. Um, just the more you read about that story, just, mm. my good God. Uh, broke when we were on the air, kind of skimmed through the piece at WHO13.com. But, uh, man, the more times you read it, the more nuggets you find you're missing. It just keeps getting worse every time I read it. Uh, anyways, we will talk to Dave Sproul about Iowa State stuff. And then we're going to piggyback that uh, right in the same segment. Uh, we're going to get George Trice in here uh, from the Trice Foundation. Uh, they've got their annual, what is they hope to become an annual, and certainly on the right path that's back again this year. Uh, but George will join us. We'll talk about the uh, golf tournament uh how you can get involved that's something you would like to get involved with um we will talk to george for a few minutes at about 2 10 45 10 40 ish dick girardi who we've had the last few years to help us with the kentucky derbies covered the derby for decades he'll give us five to oh eight minutes or so on the uh, 149th Kentucky Derby. Uh, post time is just before 6 o'clock on Saturday night. And then in hour number two, uh, David Eicholt is going to join us. We'll catch up on the transfer portal, both football, you're sitting down, mm. and basketball. McCaffrey's involved. I thought he was on vacation. Well, he might be. Okay. And maybe that's the reason they're involved. They're just not telling him. Well, he's gone. The cat's away, after all. Um, but yeah, that that kid, that six uh, eleven kid from North Dakota State. Yes, uh, that's got a whole bunch of schools that are kicking the tires. Mm-hmm. Apparently, Iowa is the latest to throw their hat in the ring. So that's good news. That at least they're aware. Grant Nelson is a guy that will probably be an NBA draft pick if he comes out this this year. year. Yes, uh, first round. No. Okay. Second round. Okay. And that's why he's kicking around the idea. Now, initially, Creighton is one of the main schools that are involved with him. Makes mm-hmm. a lot of sense. They got a ton of NIL yep. money, yep. as we know. So that would make a lot of sense. And many people believe if he decides to forego the draft, Creighton would be the destination. Boy, how, how, why didn't Emhart leave there? I mean, he ended up in Gonzaga. Right. I mean, good school. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. Creighton's close. I guess you can say Simba Gonzaga most right. years, right? Yeah, exactly. Okay, there's the answer, Ken. It's pretty Move easy, one, right? Yeah. yeah. And, you know, you never know what exactly is happening sure. inside of a locker room and, you know, in the NIL era where there are guarantees that mm-hmm. were made that didn't get there. I mean, there's so much that could be happening and, and it's a lot of speculation. But with Nelson, really talented big guy, he can beat you in a variety of ways. Talking to a couple of people that followed the Summit League, one thing they say about him he was by far the most talented guy in that league, and that's with Max Amos there. Mm-hmm. In terms of next level talent, mm-hmm. you you always wanted you're left wanting more really? when you watch him play. Yeah, it doesn't have a killer instinct. Uh-huh. Kind of sounds like a Frank McCaffrey kind it of does, guy. Yeah, perfect fit, right? It does. You know, I I freaked out yesterday on my podcast, the Lockdown Hawkeyes podcast, just because I saw a list that came out. It was twenty five schools, I think, were listed. 
and Iowa was not among them that had just reached out. And I, it drove me crazy because I we have heard Fran. He doesn't like the nope. portal and it's college basketball is changing. Of all Fran. And you can be mad about it mm-hmm. and you can stomp around. It's not going away. It's not going to go yeah. the direction that you want it right. to go. Right. And he's been involved. He's a transfer himself. <laughs> I think it's it's not the transfer part of it. It's the monetary aspect. Mm-hmm. He wants it to be socialism. He wants it to be, hey, my guys have been here. They're going to get paid. You come in, yeah, you'll get paid as well, but we're not going to go out and offer Prospect X double what everybody else is getting. Right, right. I understand that, but is it reality in today's environment? Well, it is in Texas with one guy. Did you see what Arch Manning's doing? No. Not taking a dime until he starts. Oh, really? Not, I mean, look at He's a Manning. Right. Yeah. He's fine. He's not struggling. He's going to be fine. A couple of hey, uncles. Uncle Peyton. Grandpa. Can, you <laughs> even, know, even Pops has done very well, right? I'm struggling to get rent this month. Can <laughs> right. you flip me a couple hundred bucks? I think it'd be okay. He's going to be fine. His car's not going to break down. It's brand new. Right. Um, yeah. And if it does... Yeah, they got another brand new one, right? Uh, but but I, you know, I kind of read that, and I, I did in the back of my, you know, just the, oh sure, right? If it was Arch Jones, He's right? Yeah, or Bill Danklewich, they're pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, but it's Arch Manning. It's at the same time, he's you know, he's at least he's, um, I think he's got his head on straight. But to your point, uh, I think it's it's well taken, and for and McCaffrey joined that list, that long list of those twenty five schools that uh, uh, that you saw in your Locked On Pat podcast that caused you to react. <laughs> <laughs> twenty five schools that I was not even listed. So do you, you get two open scholarships? Will you go back and do another one oh, yeah. today and clean yeah. it up a little bit? Oh, absolutely. There's a mea culpa there, and yeah. that's what happens. How many of those do you have to do? Because that locked on network, mm-hmm. I didn't realize it was as big as it is. Um, Vinny Iyer's part of it, and he's been yeah. talking about it for years. Do you have to do a certain amount to maintain? Because there's only one Hawkeye, right? Correct, and that's you. Yes. So if some other guy anywhere um, or gal wants to do a Hawkeye podcast, well, I'll do seven. If this guy you got now is only doing five a week, <laughs> yeah, it's five a week. That's that's what that's we what for. you have yeah. to do. And over the course of the month, it's 19. So if there's a day that you miss in there over a normal yeah. week that has, uh, that's kind of the direction that they, they point us to. But and that's is, kind there of the a, is there a time that you have to hit? You have to do 15 minutes? You have to do 20 minutes? 20 to 30. Uh, they talk a lot about when we get kind of the company-wide emails. It's talking about how often people are in their cars, if they're listening in their vehicle, or how often they're, how long they're on the treadmill. Yeah, don't do those that. Kind of Listen things. to the radio. Well, right. Well, that's what we want. Right. But for the podcast side, or if you're going to listen to a podcast, make sure it's Miller and Condon, right? That's, sure. That's what we want to have you go that direction too through the iHeart app. Um, but they say 20 to 30 minutes is kind of that sweet spot. The average commute nationwide is 22 minutes. So mm. that's kind of the direction. The reality is here's another thing that's crazy. So I pump out at least 20 of them every month. Mm-hmm. On average, a listener that has subscribed to the podcast feed listens to three of those 20. Is that month. right? Isn't that wild? Yeah. Now, the way that I Do you ever do one and no one listens to it? They're all about the same because we get the download numbers. And for the people that are subscribed, it just goes into your feed every single time. So they're going to download it every single time. Uh I was just absolutely baffled to find that point of it. And it's pretty cool. I mean, we get radio numbers, but it's down to 50, 75 people maybe that fill out their diary. Mm -hmm. It's not a real... No, no, it's not. And we have heard for years the numbers, especially in a place like sports radio, doesn't always have nope. the numbers that they believe that are out there. But 
that's the system that's there. Mm-hmm. With this, where everything is downloadable, you see the actual numbers that come in. It's kind of cool digging into those numbers, and you know, mm-hmm. I love my numbers there. So, Locked On Hawkeyes podcast, if you're a Hawkeye fan, talking Hawkeyes every single day for 20 to 30 minutes, and then, of course, what we do here every single day as well. All right, uh, and David Eichel is going to join us in the uh, final hour of the program. He's the only guest in hour number two, so we will uh, catch up on those Hawkeyes with uh, David Eichel from HawkeyeInsider.com. So, um, you know, when the when the, uh, the the story broke yesterday, the Aiden Ralph, it, it didn't really sink in. I started thinking about it, as I said, when I was reading it more. Did he practice this spring? It's a great question, because if he did... That's as bad of a look as you can it's, have. It's for not. Idaho it's football. not good. It's it's not good. I agree with you because here's the thing, Trent. And I'm not saying they do. I don't know if he practiced or not. I would assume that he didn't. And he, and, and here's the other thing: we we'll, no one will ever know unless we're told. Because it's not like Travis Hines and Randy Peterson and Nick Olson and and Stansberry, Jared, and whoever else covers Iowa State seals. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Aiden Ralph out there. No one knows who he is. They didn't even know he's on the team. Well, and that's going to be one of those things. Did they have the opportunity to go in like one of the practices for 20 minutes and take some pictures? Was there ever that opportunity? I think there were still photos that Cyclones.com put up, but then they had that open practice at the end. But nobody goes to practice. If Hunter Deckers isn't practicing, everybody knows, right? right? right. But if Aiden Ralph's not practicing, I'll guarantee you those people I just mentioned, they didn't even know he's on the team. Well, and that's going to be something where you go back and you, for the people that are the photographers, they're going to go back and look at it. For, right? I think it was number 52 because it was on the roster yesterday when uh, when the story broke. I went to Cyclones.com and checked. The register but, photographer that I'm sure they had somebody there. Mm-hmm. They're going to be going back, I'm sure, and combing through and seeing, yeah. was he ever out there? Same thing, if there was one of those media availabilities for 20 minutes Mm -hmm. go through and look back i don't think that you're going to see Petey there with his iphone recording the whole thing right no i wouldn't think i don't think i don't think any of those guys are doing that part of it i will it's a relevant question i think it is i think it is i will say this in their defense and and no not in their defense there's no defense to have i don't he might not have practiced Mm -hmm. um they, they would have known but at the same time the kid was just charged yesterday so you got to be careful, right? Mm-hmm. You have to be very careful if you were to you know, kick him off the team when it when it first broke and then it turned out to be com- completely fabricated. Um but Story County had to be working with the um univer- or the Iowa State. Don't they have their own police department? Yeah, they do. So they would they would be cooperating on that information. I wonder if I would if they suspended Aiden Ralph, they wouldn't have had to put out a press release. And certainly not for a guy like not that. he's Aiden Ralph. Right, he's a guy that has never played. Right, he has not been a part. Though he's been a part of the team and he's mm-hmm. a scholarship player, he's not a guy that's been out there. And you can look at it two ways. It's and and that's what it is. Mm-hmm. Is it sweeping out under the rug? Is no, it I don't protection? think it's. Is it maybe uh, this will go away? Well, will charges be filed? Mm-hmm. If they're not, we don't want to bring attention mm-hmm. to it. I mean, there's so many different directions mm-hmm. that you can go to yep. this. I agree on all and, of those points. And because of that, it makes it difficult. But I think you bring up the most pertinent point. If he was out there practicing, no. this is one. This is not a kid getting out there and getting a possession ticket for drinking no, underage. No, no, no. This is a terrible story. A terrible story. Turned and, her over because he didn't want to see her crying? Yeah. The details And continue to assault her? It is as ugly as you're going to find it. Oh, it's it is, terrible. It is stomach-turning. Yes. The details of this case. 
And he admitted actually physically abusing her. Mm -hmm. Let me read the line. Uh, um, Ralph admitted to police he shoved the victim and his actions caused her injuries. He admitted that. That's no, he said, she said. Mm -hmm. That's he said to the authorities. And Iowa State football can get those details. Well, Iowa State would have been, I would think that they would, (laughs) somebody would have picked up the phone and alerted Iowa State to these details. Or Iowa, or Mm -hmm. Drake, or UNI, or any of them. Or because Trent, or Coe, yes, or Simpson, because all the way through. If you've got a batterer, a it's a, a rapist mm-hmm. on campus. Oh yes, the, the Story County's not going to keep that under their hat. They're going to share that information with the authorities in that in that community. They have the community to. of Iowa State. It's a safety issue, right? With something this hideous. Absolutely. Was he practicing? Was did he go through spring practice? Someone will find out. Yes, they will. Someone will find out. But again, it's not going to be anybody that's actually you know going to the press conferences. No one's waiting to talk to Aiden Ralph. <laughs> no, right? Didn't mm-hmm. he was on the team? And the people that covered the team didn't he know he was on the team? Anyways, let's move on. Basketball last night stunk. Third quarter got away, didn't it? Oh boy, it was bad. You know, and and so many times, you know, I brought up uh, the last couple of times we talked hockey, the luck factor. Yeah, the NBA factor. It's did you make threes or did you not, yeah. right? And the Celtics made their threes and the Sixers did not. And in the most boring, simple terms, yep. that's it. How did James Harden do what he did on Monday, was it? A couple of nights. Yeah, yeah. Monday night. And then show a, and a complete no-show last night. I mean, how does that happen? How can you go from... You know, filling it up to not even, what is he, two for 10? Two for 14. Two for 14 was worse than I thought. That's pathetic. And here's, and Tatum didn't have it. He was it, awful. It was awful and in and out of foul trouble mm-hmm. the entire night. So it's not like this was not a winnable game. Um, Embiid looked like he shouldn't be on the floor. No, absolutely. What a terrible decision. Right. This is a bad look for the Sixers. You got one. Why would you play him? Last night, maybe he just maybe he got the MVP and he needed to be out there. But you know what? Tell him no. Can't you? I understand they wanted to get his lungs back, right? I mean, that's a part. Oh, he looked out of shape. That's true. He looked brutal on that front. Yep. Do you really have to play a real NBA basketball game to start to get your endurance back? Can't you do it on the bike and get the jog in and doing those kind of things and playing five on five in practice and. Find a couple of guys from your G League team, whatever it is, mm-hmm. and you're going to get a run with him because you don't want to worry about anybody getting injured. You can do that. You don't actually have to do it in a real NBA playoff game, you, right? You would think. You would think that that was clearly an option. It but... was short-sighted. Uh-huh. It looked awful. And the way this played out, it even looks even worse. So the Sixers and Celtics play again on Friday. You bring them back there two more days to recoup, to work that endurance back, Maybe have that knee look a little bit healthier. because no, it does not. I do not understand the decision-making one iota to go that direction. There can't be a competent argument, can there? Not that I can think of. We thought he was okay? Well, no. you saw right away he wasn't. Right. Understand, it, it was relatively close at halftime. And maybe that's what, hey, maybe we can steal another one. I get it. One is getting away, and they did that ultimately. Mm-hmm. And he went right back to the bench. But, mm-hmm. boy, that is... One of the more short-sighted things that I can remember in a playoff series, playing with a banged-up guy. If they lost game one, again, we're talking about a different scenario. That's not the case here. You stole game one. Mm -hmm. And you go this direction. And I don't know if it's going to cost them. The Celtics are just a lot better.
I think so too, Trent. The, the, the Celtics team I thought I, I saw last night looks as though they're going to get this thing over in five. And they did it without Tatum playing. Right. He had a terrible night. He's their best player. Horford has not shot. Horford's it well. been brutal. Brown was good last night. He was. And he smart. Was. Not only what he did yeah. facilitating, but he's, also. He's a good player. He, good defender. He's a really, and he made it hard on Harden. Yep. He made it incredibly yep. difficult. White played at a high Excellent level. point. He's a guy that they need to unlock. If they're going to mm-hmm. win the NBA championship, I, I think that Derek White is going to be a big part of that if they're going to get there. Mm. And now tonight. <laughs> oh, my. Buckle up. Perfect for you because you get to watch uh, the whole eight o'clock. Thing. Eight o'clock tip. Ball is in the air. Hello, uh, that'll work out great. By the, by then, the Leafs and the Panthers should be almost coming to an end. But um, boy, if the Lakers get this one tonight, Trent, is it over? I mean, no. you don't think? I can't say that. Eighty mm. goes down. LeBron mm-hmm. goes down. Could happen, right? I, at any point, that foot injury for yep. LeBron could just go. Yep. Does Anthony Davis? He's stumble over again. (laughs) It's over. If he plays like he did in game number one, if he's motivated like he has been, boy, oh boy, he was the best player on the floor. He was. Best player on the floor. Um, Oh boy, this is going to be a game tonight. I can't wait for this one. So what buttons are you pushing if you're the Warriors here tonight? You shot a ton of threes. He shot 39% for three. It's not like they were clanking him up there. I mean, is it? That's their game, I guess. You need more, you need Wiggins to make some shots. That. We see with AD inside, though, what we saw from Steph going back to the Sacramento series is not going to work. His ability to get into the lane just isn't working. No, not, not, not with AD there, no. With Davis, yes, he was really great offensively. But his defense is just, it's just not talked mm-hmm. about not mm-hmm. enough how important he is on that front. Is it more, Steph, you got to stay away from the finger rolls. They're not going to work here. Mm-hmm. It's more that pull-up game. If you're getting by a guy, they're hedging way too hard on we you. We certainly know that that works. Pull up from 15. And not even the runners, because those runners were getting blocked. And we saw that late in the game with Poole getting blocked by AD. It is, guys, we got to stop at 15 feet. We got to hit those pull up jumpers. It can't even be the runners and getting into the paint because it just doesn't work against him. Are there, um, I know there are MVP odds. um, There are because I made a bet on one last night. Did you? In a game you were watching last night? No, no. Future for NBA Finals, I thought you were going. Oh, no. I was talking the finals are the MVP of the NBA. That's over. No, no, no. Of the the playoff MVP. Yeah, yeah. I bet it last night. Uh, And who'd you bet? I bet uh, Joker. Did you? What did you get him at? I got him at plus 490. I liked his odds better there because I wanted Who's to add a little favorite? more to the Nuggets. Uh, let me bring it up here. Now so I guess this is where I'm going. Is What's AD? Not as high as you'd think. Really? Yeah. So let me bring it up here. T- took a while, I remember, last night because it was one of those wild ideas. After the games were out of hand last night, I'm like, you know what? Kinda I like want to post 830 in my world. <laughs> right. Right. All right. NBA Finals. All right. Yeah, because the Nuggets right now are plus 310 to win the title, and the Joker to win was plus 390. Okay. And it was like, it was over four when I got it last night. So that was my thought process mm-hmm. behind it. Want to add more? Let's do it a different way. Now Jamal Murray could have something to say yeah. about that. Oh, he's played, he's had a great playoffs. Just be my luck. Uh, right now, your betting favorite to win NBA Finals MVP is Jason Tatum at plus 280. Okay. In comparison, the Celtics are plus 165 to win it all. Like those odds a little bit more. Now, of course, yeah, the fly in the ointment is always another guy ultimately wins (laughs) that and really throws it off. LeBron is 11 to 1. Joel Embiid, also 11 to 1. Anthony Davis, 
15 to 1. Ooh, you got my attention there. So you're thinking about it. All I right, am. you like the Lakers to make a run. You can get the Lakers right now. They are the third betting choice of plus 550. Yep. Or I got them at 20 to 1. Why do I need any more? You don't need any more there. Right. But you can add a little bit on 80. You could bet both of those guys. Yeah. And come out with a better profit betting. You're betting $100, bet 100 on each of them mm-hmm. as opposed to your $100 on the Lakers, or even 50, and you're going to be ahead if you go that direction. Who would break that? There's nobody else on that team that can win finals MVP. Austin Reeves no, is not winning not NBA winning. finals no, no, MVP. No, 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 no. Vanderbilt, no. No. No, nobody is. No. D'Lo, so, no. That is a better bet right now, is to bet both of those guys mm-hmm. to win finals MVP as opposed to betting the Lakers in the futures market. Yeah, that's an interesting point. Because it'll be one of those two guys. It'll be one of and those two. if you two. think the Lakers are going to cut down the nets, uh, it'll be one of those two guys. And you look back at finals MVPs over the last, well, my lifetime, 43 years, Outside of Andre Iguodala, which was still a joke kind of looking back upon it, it is a star every mm-hmm. single time. Yeah, There are no... Oh, man. Who is uh, little David, uh, the Cardinals guy, hit the home run in the World Series? Oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, a little God. second baseman. Yes, 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 yes. Anyways. I, I want to say David Eicholt, but no, no he's joining us at no. 1225. No. David Eckstein. No. That's, you're close. You're close. Eckstein. Uh, you're close, but there are no those guys that are winning yeah, NBA Finals yeah, MVP. Yeah, is what yeah. I'm saying. But you're but you're close. What is it? It was a great point. Then I just screwed it up. Nah, but I get where you're going because you're yeah. right. That was bugging me. Anyways, I'm not going to let it bug me. <laughs> Eckstein. Yeah, I think I think that's it. Yeah. I think it is it. David Eckstein. Uh, Eckstein. Eckstein. Get your point. Um, <laughs> story from Alabama this morning. Oh yes, uh, the the um, manager. Uh, I don't know, of, of Alabama baseball, has been relieved of his duties. And this is the kid, this is the team, rather, uh, that's been caught up uh, in that uh, betting probe. I was going to call it a scandal. It's not a scandal yet. At this point, it's still a probe. Uh, but it was um, Alabama's games have been taken off the board in a number of states. And now... Alabama has decided that uh, their their uh, head coach, Brad Bohannon, is his name, um, is going to be relieved of his duties uh, with those allegations of suspicious wagering activity uh, permeating throughout the program. So, so this originated in Ohio. Correct. They were the first gambling jurisdiction to take them off the board. Do we read into this then, Bohannon... Had a buddy there. Yes. Had a family member yes. there. That's the where call. he was making his bets. Go through them. Yep. Either you know, the Pete Rose side, well, I never bet against my team. Well, yes, but also the betters that you were dealing with also knew when you weren't betting on your team. David Eckstein, 2006. You're right. Had that. Thank you, Travis Dvorak, our buddy from Wild Rose. That's the one that makes the most sense, though. That they. Yes. He's making it either through a family member, mm-hmm. through a friend, whatever, or. Providing information to this friend, family member, whoever. Right. And it's in Ohio. And uh-huh. all of a sudden, why is this guy betting thousands of dollars and, on Alabama baseball? Right. I mean, it's. I'm guessing they've never seen a lot of play on college baseball in Ohio to begin with, mm-hmm. and, and even um, less so on Alabama baseball. Right. And when all of a sudden these bets come in, whether they're big or not, they're just different, that raises a flag and they start looking into it. Um, and, and this is why this is why everything has to be in, out, out in the open, right? Mm-hmm. This is why one day, one day, college coaches 
in football are going to be forced to come up with an injury report or an availability report. I don't need to know this the guy's shoulder or his knee. Is he available or is he not available because somebody know. Or is it questionable? Or is it questionable? The right. designation they use in the NFL works yep. just fine. Right. And do you have to update it every day? Um, just just put that out there because transparency is the key to making this work. Dave Sproul will join us next. Uh, but right now it's time for another $1,000 home run. You can head to KXNO.com right now. Enter the keyword happy, happy at KXNO.com. Happy at KXNO.com. Your chance to win $1,000. Another chance coming up in an hour. Dave Sproul on Iowa State. George Trice on the Trice Foundation. Their annual golf tournament is coming up at June, or rather in June. Uh, he'll give us the details on that. Um, sign-ups. I, I saw a thing today. There's very few of them left. This thing is going to sell out, so if you're interested and if you're uh, procrastinating, get uh, get cracking because... Um, did your folks ever sit, tell you get cracking? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Cause Always. Cause, good. Yeah. I thought maybe that was an old people thing. Well, Canadian. Remember, thing. I'm kind of old, too. Get cracking. Uh, it's uh, just past 1125. It's Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.net. Now, back to Miller and Condon on 106.3 KXNO. Here's Ken and Trent. 11.30 on a uh, Thursday. It's Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. The keyword, in case you missed it, uh, this hour is happy, happy, KXNO.com, happy at KXNO.com, chance to win $1,000. Dave Sproul covers Iowa State uh, for KSI, 1430 on the AM dial, uh, and he joins the program. Hello, Dave Sproul. Thanks for coming on. How are you? I'm doing very well. Pleasure to be with you guys. Good to talk to you, Dave. Um, I'm sure you don't know the answer to this because uh, I'm not even sure you knew Aiden Ralph was a part of the team. Most people that cover Iowa State uh, or even fans of the team didn't know that he was. Do you know if he practiced? Does that part of the story come out last week? Was he a participant in spring practice? Any idea? I really have no idea. I'm afraid uh, I couldn't tell you. Media doesn't get to see any portion of spring practice except for the spring game. Yep. Uh, I did not specifically look for Aiden Rauch considering right. he hadn't played in his two seasons at yep. Iowa State. Yep. So I, you know, I was seeking out guys on the sidelines who weren't in pads, just yep. you know, who might not, who wasn't out there, and I didn't see him among that group. But uh, uh, not a guy who catches your attention until something like this uh, comes along. I was listening to your, your guys' discussion earlier here on the show, and, and I, I don't know that Iowa State has specific knowledge of his situation, but I'll say this. I find it very hard to believe a college football coach right. would not know one of his players is under investigation, especially when it comes to this type of deal. Yeah, and if they didn't, that, then that's an awful job by Story Economy. They have to alert the community, which is the Iowa State uh, campus and surrounding areas, that this guy uh, has allegedly done that, and he admitted that um, you know to, to the police as part of the uh, the, the uh, uh, WHO 13 story that, yeah, he caused her injuries. Anyways, let's move on from that. Do you have anything more, Trent? Well, if they knew, why at minimum wasn't there a suspension? That's just it. I agree. You don't even have to send a no. release because no one would know who Aiden Ralph was. Right. Oh, okay. A guy that hasn't played is suspended and did something dumb. Yeah. Worse than dumb, obviously, here. But I hope that's the that. case, Trent. I hope that's the case that they suspended me, didn't go through it because it's a terrible look. And someone will find out. That question yeah. needs to be answered, uh, in my opinion. But- uh, just, and, and one quick point on that, too, just to... Looking at the the story that Channel 13 posted on on their website, you know the the spokesman for Iowa State said that uh, 
that Ralph has been indefinitely suspended. He didn't say specifically, or at least this story doesn't say specifically, when that Correct. suspension went into effect. So there's yeah. some vague language there that kind of leaves us guessing. Yep, absolutely does. Um, Brett Yormark leaves us guessing as to what his next move is going to be, because <laughs> I'll say this about this guy. He thinks outside of the box, and I commend him for doing that. It seems like for years, right? It's just the same guy that gets the job over and over and over again. And Well, this is the way we've always done things, so therefore uh, this is the way we're going to continue to do things. You have to evolve. Whether this Mexico thing idea ever takes off or not, I think you should kick the tires on it um, just because, you know, you're going to have eyeballs. You're going to have people talking about two teams in your conference. Uh, yes, uh, sadly, um, one school is going to lose a home game, whether that be football or basketball. But at the same time, earlier, a couple of weeks early when it came out to basketball, they put out there that, the teams that only play each other once this year, there's going to be that first week of the of November. We're going to see conference games uh, played amongst a, we'll just use K-State and Iowa State as an example. If they're only scheduled to play once on the year, we could see that game in November. And that was brilliant, Dave. I applaud him for thinking outside of the box. Yeah, that's you know, there's some I think some good ideas. The the thing they want to do with Rucker Park and the thing they want to do with yep. kind of a combined you know NFL combine for all the schools just in one location, sponsored by the Big Twelve, seems like a, a good idea to me. I'm not sure about this, and we've seen college football played overseas before. Notre Dame has played in Ireland. We had the Northwestern Nebraska game that yep. started the season last year in Ireland. We've had games in Australia, so it kind of seems almost weird that we haven't had many games in Mexico, considering you know, actually in the same hemisphere, but at the same time, it's not a place that has a lot of passionate, you know, college football fans or it's not a place where you draw a lot of recruits or even students out of. So it's going to be interesting to see how that's received. Maybe the novelty of it, if you do it once or twice or whatever, is enough to sell to stadium and put on a, a big spectacle that gets uh, some eyeballs on TV as well. Uh, I'm, I'm a little skeptical of this move, but mm-hmm. again, yeah, uh, you got you got some people who are thinking about, New and different things at the Big 12 these days, and that's, on the whole, probably a good thing. Speaking of those new ideas inside the huddle, mic'd up, of course, we see during the NBA games, as we're back watching the NBA now, as it's springtime, the interviews that are happening between quarters, feels like there's going to be a whole lot more of that also coming, both football and basketball. Uh, I I saw a story over at 24-7 Sports, and a Big 12 coach talking about all these changes for football season said, it's not coming. It's now. A lot of changes really? on the horizon. So they're convinced it's going to – wow. I, I just hope that if they do mic up the coaches that these aren't live, there's at least a <laughs> seven-second delay. Because, uh-huh. You know, uh, from experience, I can tell you Matt Campbell doesn't hold back on the sidelines uh, when it comes to FCC-friendly language. <laughs> so uh, you know, the, the, I, I, I doubt they'll have these guys, you know, live on the air on the microphone. It may be more like you see – uh, during a lot of instances where coaches are mic'd up, it'll be during a huddle or something like that. They'll record it and play it back a little bit later. It'll be interesting how these coaches, if they're at all receptive to live interviews between quarters, yeah. they really hate doing yep. the halftime interview in the first place. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure they're going to be too armed to this, but they might, you know, just swallow hard and, and accept it because it's going to be good for exposure and TV. And that means it's good for recruiting. And when in, you can make an argument that it's good for recruiting, then it's probably going to happen. I'm really torn on that one. I mean, I know that it adds to it, but it kind of has an XFL feel to it, right? That, uh, 
But again, they're thinking outside the box, yep. and I'd be hypocritical if I'd liked, I'd liked uh, outside the box on one hand and stodgy old Miller on the other hand. <laughs> um, it, it's going to be, and, you, and you're 100% right, Dave, because there are co- coaches that are going to absolutely run uh, from that if they're if, if if at all possible right think of anything to get out of it or designate someone to do the uh, to do the interview I could see that happening because man oh man these there's there's no profession uh, as paranoid when it comes to sports as football coaches in my opinion I mean the paranoia I, just, is, I look I, I look forward to the live mid-quarter interview with Dana Holgerson it's gonna be magic <laughs> precisely right I mean <laughs> Now, some guys will embrace it. Some guys, um, you know, go out of their way, love to have the camera in front of them. And, um, but, but there'll be some that just hate this. And Trent's right. It's here and it's going to be here very quickly. So is this going to be something that expands beyond the Big 12? Do you know, Trent? This is a Big 12 only conversation with ESPN mm-hmm. and Fox. This is something that your mark has been working with the, Again, trying to just find different ways to... Why does this guy sleep? My God, he's busy. It's a good right? thing. It is a good thing. He makes good money. That's true. That, that, that's true. Well, well, we'll see. Uh, Dave, what's going on in Iowa State? We're kind of a quiet time right now. Are you going to... Are they doing the, uh, the tours across the state that they normally do? And I know that the media you know, catches up once or twice with those. The caravan, is that what they call it? Uh, the, the, oh, Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Completely blocked out of my mind now. They actually called, but they announced the schedule a few weeks ago. So, Did they? So uh, that's on? out there on on the Cyclones website. Cyclone Tailgate Tour is what they. That's call what it, it is. I know yeah. they. Yep, they, they they hit kind of all corners of the state. I know the Surf Ballroom up in Clear Lake is a regular stop, so uh, they, they'll be uh, out and about again this summer. Yep. Don't do a whole lot on the recruiting front. Guys are what they are. Basketball is full. What about the portal? Though it's closed, you can obviously still get commitments on the football side of things. What what position group do you think would make the most sense if they do add somebody either late this spring or even this summer? What position group would make the most sense for football? Oh, that's a good question because I, I just it's hard to see much movement at this point. The transfer window, at least to be eligible for the fall, is now closed. You, you don't have to pick a new school, but you have to get into the portal already if you want to be eligible in the fall. So anybody who enters the portal now would have to wait another season, another year before they can actually play a game so that, you know, that you're not going to see much portal movement, I think, between now and the start of the, the, the season across college football in general. So I, I, I don't think, I mean, you can never have too many offensive linemen, right? never right. have too many quarterbacks. Uh, you can never have too many, uh, too much of anything really when it comes to depth, but I think those are the two most important places to have it. Uh, but when it comes right down to it, I just don't expect a whole lot of movement at this point now that the, the deadline for getting into the portal is closed. Mm, we'll get you out of here on this. You're taking vacation next week. Um, your twins, boy, oh boy, the White Sox. Has this saved their season, Dave Sprower, or have they put themselves too far back, uh, albeit early in the year, but seems like a lot of ground to cover. But the White Sox go for the sweep today. I didn't see that one coming. 
I did not either, but uh, watching last night's game, boy, the, the Twins put that one on themselves, <laughs> really, when it came down to it. They had a game was tied, I think it was seventh inning, sixth or seventh inning, and they had the bases loaded, nobody out, got zero runs out of the deal. That was oh, no indication you're not going to win uh, that game. And then they did some dumb things defensively, too. So, uh, yeah, so that was one game out of there. Then you got to go to Cleveland this weekend and, and place your closest, play your closest pursuer in the division. So it's important games coming up the next four days, even. Good stuff. Enjoy your vacation. We'll talk to you when you get back. Dave Sproul, 1430 KASI. Uh, that's where the Cyclones play in Story County. Thank you, Dave Sproul. Appreciate it. Always fun to talk with you guys. Thank Good you. to talk to you. Thank you. And we'll stay on that Iowa State theme. Let's get George Trice in here from the uh, Trice Foundation. Their 100th anniversary celebration, their golf event, is back again this year. I uh, want to get it right. Is at Coldwater, the golf links out there. The date, it's coming up. Uh, it's in June, and it's filling up. Let's get George Trice in here. George Trent Condon and Ken Miller uh, give you some time here to promote this event. What is the actual date? Sometime in June, correct? Yes. Hey, how you doing today? Good, thank it you. It is June 16th, Friday, June 16th, which is the Friday before Father's Day. Friday before Juneteenth gives, uh, you know, wives can let their husbands golf on Friday so that they can spend time at home on Sunday for Father's <laughs> Day. So I kind of planned it that way. For the women, um, so tried to tried to help them out a little bit. Well, well done. Uh, and we saw I saw something online that um, there's very few spots left. Is that right? Five spots left. Wow. Um, cold water, we can hold thirty teams, and we have twenty five teams signed up. That is double what we had last. That's year. awesome. So this event has been very very well received, especially when it's coinciding with the hundredth year anniversary of Jack's um, commemorative death. So. Um, it's been doing well. We've gotten a lot of, um, you know, people um, participating. The Ames Chamber of Commerce has a team going on. Um, the, uh, Steve Sukup has a team going on. BMW of Des Moines is a sponsor. Hy-Vee is helping us out. Shields has been a part of this. Iowa State has been a part. So everyone's on board and getting teams out there to support, as always, Cy sends us off, shoots us off as we go for our shotgun start. So been doing very well. Good stuff. Well, take a minute, and uh, of course, you are Jack's uh, n- cousin, correct? C- correct. Gotcha. Yeah. So, take a minute so, and, and tell for us those a- that don't know me. Yep. Uh, talk about, about the about yourself, and then about the foundation and what it does and what the, its goals are to continue forward. All right. Um, so, again, my name is George Trice. I'm a first cousin of Jack. My grandfather was Jack's first cousin, so um, that's how I am related. And so about three years ago, started the Trice Legacy Foundation in order to, to give back. I've been afforded some opportunities and wanted to give some others the same chances. Um, Jack has been recognized for football through Iowa State and through his accolades there. But my whole goal is the family, community, and education piece that he wanted to do after he graduated. So we are all about more than just football. He's a, a big part of him is football, but we're about that other side. He wanted to go down south and teach ex-slaves how to share crops and make money doing what they had been doing for free, but his life was cut short. Hmm. So if we can help kids to continue and build their legacy, that's our goal. And so actually next Thursday and Friday, Friday is Jack's birthday. Um, May May 12th is his birthday, so the, the Friday before Mother's Day. We're going to be announcing three scholarships. And so this year we're giving a scholarship to East Tech High School, a student there, which is Jack's high school from Cleveland, mm-hmm. uh, John Hay, which is another high school in Cleveland, and then we're going to give a scholarship to someone outside of the Cleveland area um, as well. So three 
um, scholarships going on this year. We have a technology award where we give out uh, kids in need with laptops or help supplement their Internet. Um, but as they get into our scholarship, they will get access to leadership programs, mentorship programs, uh, so that we can help them succeed. Because it's not just about that one-time donation. It's about continuing and saying, well, where is that person now? And we want you to know where they are uh, each step of the way um, as we continue to build our relationship with them and help them to build their legacies. So that's where we are right now. So we're always looking for support, um, donations of time, treasure, um, whatever you can, can do for us as we build this. Part goes to Iowa um, and Iowa State. Part goes to the Cleveland area. And part just goes to our general fund. And so we try to do whatever we can to support, again, family, community, and education. $350 for a foursome or $100 for an individual. Of course, you get golf at a really cool course there with Coldwater Golf Links, something we don't get a whole lot of Links-style golf courses here in the state of Iowa. And uh, I'm also looking. I always wonder what you guys have for those live and silent auctions. Any uh, particular items that might pique people's interest? Oh, yeah. So everyone that registers to play gets entered into a raffle for a one-of-one Jack Trice uh, Nike jersey. So we had a custom jersey made with Trice on the back, number 37. So everyone gets into that, um, and so you have um, that opportunity. to be. If you're present there, you actually get an opportunity to win one of the Jack Trice Way signs. There are only three of those in existence except for the one hanging uh, on the street, but uh, Mm. we are auctioning off one of those. Uh, We also have the proclamation from November of last year saying that Jack, that was Jack Trice Commemorative Day. We have one signed by uh, Mayor John, and so we are auctioning off one of those. It's only three of those in existence as well. So those are things that you have to be present for. Online, we have all kinds of things, like a, a signed replica of the Lombardi Trophy signed by Patrick Mahomes that you can bid on. Uh, LeBron James, uh, his 38,000-point jersey that you can bid on. Wow. And so we have, all, we have some of those, a Mike Tyson boxing glove. Someone's already winning that right now. They already bid. Uh, Muhammad Ali. So we have a couple auction things like that that are online that are open now um, at trice100golf.com. But then we have things that you only can get if you're there. For example, uh, for the Trice 100 game, which is against TCU on October 7th, we have two tickets in Jamie's Tyler's office with a parking pass. We have four regular seats out there. We have some other game uh, tickets there. We have signed basketball and football by all of the coaches. We have, um, you know, just all kinds of things that we're getting here um, day day in and day out to make it very, um, you know, worthwhile for you to come in, do a raffle, go online, buy raffle tickets, and, you know, come get some of your treasure. June the 16th, shotgun start, 9 o'clock, Coldwater Golf Links uh, in Ames. More information, Trice 100, the number 100, trice100golf.com. Only five spots left. Get your team together, $350 for four people. Includes lunch, breakfast, swag bag, golf, etc., camaraderie, um, and opportunity to uh, bid on those uh, incredible items. Best of luck, George Trice. And the last... Thank you. And the last thing I'll say is we are partnering with the We Will Collective, so you'll see some oh, good. state football, basketball players out there. So that, that group, Brent Bloom and that group, yep. we are working with them. So, yeah, appreciate it. Good stuff. And those throwbacks that you're going to wear against TCU, pretty special ones. Thank you, George. Appreciate you coming hey, they, on. They are pretty sweet. Yeah, indeed they are. <laughs> Thank good you. to talk to you. George Trice, we catch up and uh, give them a little opportunity to publicize their event. We'll take a time out. We will uh, talk about the Kentucky Derby when we come back with Dick Girardi, who's covered this event for decades. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3. bets off. 
Hi, Miller and Condon. Welcome back. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Let's get right to Dick Girardi. Uh, we just learned something. You did, Trent. Yes. He was in Des Moines, Wells Fargo. Penn State was here. He's part of the uh, Penn State Radio Network. Covered the Final Four for the uh, Philadelphia Daily News for 25 years. Derby 30-plus. I love those Denton Lions, too. You know, they made me a lot of money at you, the end of the basketball you, they season. They certainly did. Boy, they got hot. Dick joins <laughs> us. Dick, Trent, and Ken in Des Moines. Thank you for coming on. I hope you enjoyed our fair set, city. The weather sucked. Can't do anything about that. But uh, I thought Des Moines showed out well, as uh, we always do when we get the opportunity opportunity to host this event but the focus is on louisville this week dick and uh there's a pennsylvania bred who's owned by a group of iowans uh in angel of empire the all bar racing stable who looks as though he's uh sitting on a big big race wouldn't be the first pennsylvania bred to win but would this be the latest how are you i'm doing great yeah no i had a great time in des moines obviously the team played great against texas a&m almost beat texas so that that was that was a lot of fun, and I did enjoy it. We ended up in, is it Johnston? There's mm-hmm. a little town there where yeah. the high school is. We, a lot of practices were at that high school, the head coach. Oh, there. really? Yeah, so they did a, they did some of the shoot-arounds in the arena, but most of the practices were at the high school, which is, I don't know, five or ten minutes yep. from where we were staying at Sheraton at West Des Moines. So, yeah, now we were there from uh, when we get there Tuesday and left after, the, I don't know, after midnight on, on Saturday into Sunday. Well, good stuff. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Um, I did. Angel of Empire, Pennsylvania. Yep. Um, I think he's live. How about you? No, I agree. I thought his Arkansas Derby was among the better final preps. And you're right. Uh, Pennsylvania Breds have won. Uh, this would potentially be the third. Everybody remembers Smarty Jones at 04. And Lil E.T. Yeah. was a big upset. Pat Day. Yeah, Pat Day. It's his only derby yep. win. Yep. Uh, the guy was in a race a million times. That was the year. The great Arousey was the big favorite. Oh, and sure. Like, not, not so good. But, yeah, look, Angel of Empire, each race a little better. Uh, the only bad race he ever ran was on the turf at Kentucky Downs. So just put a line through that. And, yeah, I mean, he's he's absolutely legit. Brad Cox has four in here, and this is the best of his four. And I think, for my money at the moment, the best big race rider in the country is Flavian Pratt. He had a choice of Kings Barnes, who won the Louisiana Derby, or Angel of Empire. He did not hesitate. He took the uh, all-ball family, Angel of Empire. The other uh, one with the local connection currently in the field is Jace's Road. He's a, a long shot currently. Anything that you like about him, or is he more on the cross-off list? Yeah, I don't think he's got much of a chance to even hit the board, but what he could do is potentially make the pace hot because he's got some speed. Florent Giroux is a rider who rides to the front anyway, and if that's the case and he makes him go fast early, that's going to help Angel of Empire is going to come from the back. Uh, the great unknown, at least to me, is Dermot Sargate, the uh, number 17. The fact that nobody's won from post-17, I don't think that has anything to do with it. But just the fact, I think it's fluke. Um, but the fact, I just don't know what to make of this horse, right? He starts in Japan. He wins in Dubai. Normally when horses uh, have a race in Dubai, they come back to the States and they do not do well here. At least their first start, a start that's been historical. But boy, yep. he trains differently. I was impressed by his win in Dubai. What do you make of him? Yeah, look, I think he's a contender. He's listed at at twelve to one on the uh, on on the BetOnline.ag line at the moment, and I think he may even go less than that. And and to your point, I wouldn't be so concerned about the UAE Derby uh, jinx, and it's been one. 
most of those horses were Dubai-based anyway. True. This horse is, is a Japanese horse, and as we know, the Japanese in recent years have come to be major players in international racing, won two Breeders' Cup races at Del Mar, uh, went in Saudi Arabia, obviously went in Dubai, uh, are factor in Europe now. So, yeah, I, I think he's absolutely contender. And interestingly, his time, when you compute it versus the Dubai World Cup, which is the same card, actually came out faster. Now, there were different distances, but when you sort of interpolate the numbers, uh, that's how good he was. Now, that day he got loose on the lead. I don't know that that's going to happen this time, but I absolutely am with you. I think uh, uh, the 17, and yeah, who cares? The 17 is right. not a lot. That's just a silly stat. Uh, yeah, I think Derm is, is absolutely a contender. So I hear that this is a jockey race. Jockey is incredibly important in the Kentucky Derby. For me, very much a horse betting novice. Explain what that means and maybe what I should be looking for. Well, look, do jockeys matter? Sure. Uh, but I always tell people it's called a horse racing for a reason. Right? <laughs> it's the horses. It's, like, it's basically like the coach versus the player. Mm-hmm. I, it, it, I don't care how good the coach is. he got no players. Yeah, Tom one. Brady's uh, the answer. Thank you. Right, exactly. He makes, he makes everybody look good. Um, but but having said that, if it if it's close, would you rather have a jockey like John Velasquez or or Irad Ortiz or Flavian Pratt, these guys that have been in these big races? Sure, if it comes down to it. But ultimately, it's about the horse. And interestingly, I like a horse whose jockey has not ridden in this race at all. Yeah, uh, two fills. I like. Yeah, I like two fills. Yeah. The three, Jared Loveberry, who I'm a big fan of. I watched him ride at Canterbury and other places. He's a real talent. He just hasn't had the chance to ride these kind of horses. So, yeah, I wouldn't let that discourage you. I remember vividly when Smarty Jones won in 04. There were a lot of people even in Philly go, well, the horse might be good enough, but Stuart Elliott can't win. What? what? I mean, he's he's won like 5,000 races. Mm -hmm. If the horse is fast enough, he can win. Mm-hmm. Uh, bet, uh, betonline.ag uh, give, give me a horse for whatever reason uh, boy when you tell people you like this horse you get a lot of wow I can't see what he sees here is there a 15 a 20 a long shot that at least you're looking at yes uh, the 7 reincarnate wow. 50 to 1 33 to 1 on bet online uh, the reason I think he's at least the horse you might want to think about it, unlike last year's Derby, remember we went sub-22 seconds for the yes. first quarter. It was a meltdown, yep. set it up for uh, Rich Strike. I don't think there's nearly that kind of speed in this race. Reincarnate has a chance. He's got California speed. If he's sent, and I think Johnny Vasquez will send him, I think he's got a chance to get loose in a lead. And any horse that's loose has a tendency to keep going yep. farther than normally would. So. Yeah, reincarnate is my bomb to potentially be in the top three. Or four. I've seen many horses get brave on the lead. That very scenario that just you just laid out. Reincarnate fifty to one. I'm going to take another look at him, Dick, and I did not like him at all. Thank you for doing this again this year, Dick Girardi. Bet online. Dot ag. Glad you enjoyed Des Moines. Thanks again, Dick. Appreciate it. You got it. Thanks, guys. Yeah, good to talk to you, Dick Girardi. Longtime writer for the Philadelphia Daily News. Uh, Miller and Condon, an hour to go. David Eichel will be a part of it. Circus Sports Trends plays of the day as well. It's Des Moines Sports Station 106.3.